How you guys doing, everybody? It's another Friday here in beautiful Miami. We're going to be talking about real estate as usual. But specifically today, I'm going to be focusing on the most pragmatic way to get to a million dollars. One million dollars is my objective. Okay, and that's what I'm going to show you guys how to get. I want you guys to understand that it's possible and, and talk about it. Break it down for you so that it makes logical sense and it's actually tangible for you to go about and executing and doing it. So, without further ado, let me introduce myself. To those of you guys who do not know me, my name is Michael Maccabee. I'm the CEO and the founder of this company called MTIP Commercial Real Estate. I come here every Friday at my free leisure and lovable time to teach you people out there that are willing to listen how to make more money in commercial real estate and expand your wealth in this business, okay? I've been doing this for over 15 years. Uh, we have an online university called mtipu.com, which you could visit, that teaches someone that's a, a beginner, a novice, or even an advanced person how to excel Start and excel in commercial real estate, wholesaling, flipping deals, syndicating, brokeraging, you name it, we have it there. So that's my two cents of who I am. I'm excited to be here because this topic is something that I have a lot of energy for, right? Who the fuck doesn't want to make a million dollars? So how do you make this beautiful number, this million dollars, right? Which, tell you the truth, in today's world, for those of you guys who are in business, that's not a lot of money. But someone that's out there, probably I would say the average person that I've been communicating with, a lot of you guys have been reaching out to me, you guys don't make this number. You guys don't make half of this number. Fuck, you guys don't even make the first, if you knock off a, a zero off it, you don't even make the first $100,000 associated to this number. Most people, most common folks out there, are earning less than $50,000 a year. Which, by the way, that's not a bad wage. There's people making zero. There's people in debt. But today's lesson isn't about to talk shit about what people have or don't have. It's to help you understand that this piece of paper, this number, these seven digits, it's all tangible. You, 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 you watching this, you can make this number, and I'm gonna show you how. So I know a lot of you guys out there uh, see these Instagram banners. I always see these Instagram banners and I find them super engaging. Ways to make $10 million, million right? If you, uh, if you break it down by day, you gotta sell about $3,000 worth of whatever product. By hour, it's $114 an hour. Or if you sell 5,000 people, $200 worth of subscriptions or products, then you'll make the million and so forth. And this is basically a really great breakdown, right? For Generation X millennials out there that want to do e-commerce, digital marketing agencies, um, I don't know, uh, anything and everything, sell courses, right? This has been this, this idea that's been floating out there in the, in the internet. And so what I want to do is I looked at this, I keep staring at it, I keep saying, wow, if only people change this to have it represent 
how you make this kind of money in real estate, in commercial real estate. So that's what we're going to do today. Now, I don't know if you guys knew this, but I want to tell you guys what your odds are of becoming a millionaire in this world today. Okay? The average person thinks that their best odds are to win the lottery or land a high paying job in comparing to becoming a millionaire. Your best odds are to build a business, but most people are shit scared, afraid to do it and they prefer to just uh, collect a stable paycheck working for other people. And that's probably the majority mindset of most folks out there in the economy today. So becoming a business owner and then actually seeing that succeed is actually smaller than one to 1,000. But if you're out there and you're an entrepreneur or a entrepreneur, it's the odds are one to 1,000 odds that you're going to become one of these people that are viable and making money. If you want to work and invest $800 a month for the next 30 years to see that money being made, to become a millionaire, it would be one in 1.5 million of you out there that would do it. Now, the odds of you winning the lottery in comparison is one in 12 million. Okay, it's probably even more than that considering what country you're in. But I want to show you guys that all of this, although it's a statistic, although there are numbers, although it's just uh, ideas that are thrown out there, the reality is you can definitely become one of these people if you have the education, the guidance, and the systems to help get you there. And we're going to talk about that. So, how do you earn a million dollars in commercial real estate? First step is you got to understand, first you understand what real estate is, how to start in real estate, which requires you to take a course, some kind of read a book, read many books. Fuck, you don't have to take my course, but get educated. Once you're educated, you have a foundational layer of what real estate is, how to go about getting in real estate, you then need to decide on what type of real estate you want to go after. Okay, I'm in commercial real estate. Commercial real estate is a general term that covers most of what's up on the screen. Okay, what I don't do is single family residential, which are homes, and I don't touch condominiums, which is over a hundred million properties in America. I don't do that. We focus on multifamily, which are apartment buildings, retail buildings, which are shopping centers, industrial warehouses, vacant plots of land, office buildings, hotels, mixed use buildings, etc., etc., etc. We do everything but, okay? That's our focus, and I highly recommend that you do the same. But with that being said, today, even though I like to talk about commercial real estate, this really is open to any type of real estate. If you're out there doing resi real estate and I don't know if you've ever thought to yourself, you might have a, you might be a sales representative, like an agent or a broker. You might be a, uh, an investor that's doing wholesaling and flipping deals. Um, whatever the, the, the type of role you're playing, I bet you a million bucks that you haven't sat down to strategically find out how you're going to get to that million or whatever your mark is. And so I want to break that down. I want to show you guys what this looks like. So how do you make a million dollars? In the example above me, we're assuming, okay, 
on a real estate transaction, whether you're wholesaling it, brokering it, whatever you're doing, you're making at least 5%, five basis points as a margin, a profit margin on the transaction value. Okay. So on the chart above me, the table above me, you're going to see three columns on the far left. It says profit per deal. The center uh, uh, column says your deal size. And then the third column is the number of deals. So on the low end, you can choose, you got to choose. You got to say, okay, I picked the type of property I want to go after. What's the deal size? Do I want to go after homes that are $100,000 in value? Do I want to go after $200,000 homes, $500,000, $1,000,000, $2,000,000 homes? What is that price point, that target sweet spot that I want to actually focus on and go after? Then you, once you figure that out, you just multiply your 5%. You say, okay, if I close a deal at $100,000, I'm going to earn a margin, a profit margin of $5,000. Very simple math, right? Good. The next thing is how many of those deals would I need to close to get to my $1 million marker? Okay. Common sense. If you have a $5,000 spread on a deal, you would need to do 200 of those deals to get to your million dollars on the low end, on the higher end, right? If you're averaging a hundred thousand dollars, all you would need is 10 deals. Okay. I can tell you that in one calendar year to get to my million bucks, I made three deals. Okay. The average deal rate was what? 300 and something thousand dollars. That's possible. It just depends on what you're trying to go after. It depends on your skill set. It depends on your systems and your team. So let's dive in a little deeper. The next chart, okay, talks about sales conversion rates. What number of prospects do you need to talk to to get to that one close transaction? Okay. So the bottom, the black marker over here means that you're a superstar. Fuck you negotiator, salesperson, whatever you want to call yourself. Okay. The very top is your shit. You're just starting, you're beginning. You don't have an aptitude for sales. Okay. So what I like to show is that someone starting in this business that isn't necessarily savvy, I give them a rating of a conversion rating of half a percent, whatever amount of deals or leads or prospects, whatever you want to call it, buildings out there that I give you to go and prospect you're going to be able to close half of 1% as a business marker. So in this sample, we have a couple columns. Column far left says the number of properties on a low end, you would need to prospect. Okay. To convert your deal. The second column says the high number of prospects. The third column says the percentage of people that you would have to prospect that would then turn into an interested, engaged, deal or lead. And then the last is your conversion rate. So in this example, if you were, if you stunk, if you just started and you had zero skill set, right? You're at a half a percent conversion rate. You would at least need to reach out to 10,000 to 200,000, excuse me over here, 10,000 to 200,000 property owners. What is it? 20,000. 20, sorry, not 200,000. Thank you. 10 to 20,000 property owners, because we deal uh, with sellers, 
off-market deals. So imagine you solicited 10 to 20,000 owners, but your conversion rate was half a percent. The reality is you get about 200 people on the high end that would be interested in doing a deal with you. 200 leads. You would create 200 leads. In comparison, you take someone that's extremely savvy. He's an expert. She's an expert. Been doing this for a few years, several years. Is a really, really, really well-rounded negotiator salesperson and has the aptitude to close. It's a 10% closing ratio. Okay, I know people that can close higher than this. I'm one of them. But assuming 10 would be the highest marker on this chart, you wouldn't need as many leads to come in, right? You don't need as many deals or opportunities because you know, you're, you're, you're at the plate, you're a baseball player, you're like Babe Ruth. 10 out of 10, you keep knocking them out. So in this example, if you were at a 10% conversion ratio, you would only need 500 to 1,000 properties to prospect, which would generate you about 10 leads. And then to close your deal, you would need out of 10 leads that someone would give you, you would earn, you would prospect for, you would close one deal. Okay? So this is a very important chart. You need to understand where you fall. Where you fall, if you have a team, where your team falls in the conversion rates. For them taking a cold lead, a cold prospect, someone you never spoke to, and get them interested in whatever product or service you're trying to solicit. Our case being commercial real estate. Our team at MTIP, or my brokerage, they prospect property owners that are off-market sellers. Okay? On a national level, that's what we do here. And our conversion rates vary. Okay, you have a group conversion rate, which is very easily calculable. You take Joe and Sam and John and Jessica's specific individual conversion rates and you average all of them together to get your group, your company-wide conversion rate. This is a KPI. This is a key indicator for you to understand where you're at so that you can plan ahead to get to your marker. Again, the example being, we want to get to a million dollars today. That's what we're talking about. How do you get to a million dollars? So find yourself on this chart, look at your past, see how many deals you closed, then calculate, all right, I started out with this area, there was about 1,000 properties, okay? I got 10, 20 people interested, and then uh, I got one person closed. Boom. Find where that is. Understand that's your conversion rate. And it's going to come into play in the next segments to come. So let's look at a traditional or a typical sales cycle for someone in sales, right? And then I'm going to focus on how we do it uh, as, as commercial real estate practitioners. So assuming you spend money or whatever you want to do, you use salespeople, use yourself. A normal human being can probably touch about a hundred people a, a day, or in essence, every hundred people you touch, meaning you market towards, one to two percent of them are going to become interested. So only one or two people are going to say, "Hey, right, man, let's see what this fucking Mike Maccabi has to say." If I market to you and I sent out 10,000 emails, text messages, mailers, phone calls, whatever it is, 
Only 1% to 2%, 100 or 200 of you are going to want to listen to what I have to say. And that marker, that rule, that KPI is probably apparent to any industry out there. That's something that you need to embed in your brain. 1% to 2%. Whatever I send out cold, 1% to 2% of people will be interested. Okay? So, now let's talk about you get a bunch of interested people, but assuming you don't do marketing, assuming you're just a person, one person in a room, and you're calling people all day, right? A lot of you guys are out there in sales. That's your means of prospecting. You reach out to X amount of people a day. The traditional sales rep in real estate that's cold calling or that's working as a salesperson and you're prospecting, you're probably touching anywhere between 100 to 200 people every day, five days a week. And realistically, from that days of work, that one day of work, you're probably generating anywhere between one to four people that may show an interest in your proposition. Hey, I'm trying to buy your property. Uh, is it for sale? You talk to 100 people, you try to reach out to 100 people, four of them at the very most will be interested in that one day. Now, most people work five days a week, right? So if you're a guy, you work Monday through Friday, eight, nine, 10, 12 hours, whatever your day count is, you're gonna work 20 days a month. So the max possible outcome of possible deals or closings in real estate, if you're one person, is 20 to 80 prospective opportunities in a calendar month. So every one person that is a rep that's out there, that's grinding every day, hustling every day, on the phone, door knocking, whatever you want to call it, they're getting no more than 20 to 80 possible closings a month. So what do you do with this number, right? You have this, this potential amount of leads. Now you got to multiply it by your conversion rate. If I give Joey in my office that's been with me for seven years and that makes half a million dollars a year and he's a closer, if I give him a lead, he's going to convert at 7%, 8%. Whereas if I give Bob that just started last week that knows very little, that same fucking lead, it might take him far longer. I'm going to talk about the time in a second because his closing ratio is like, Half a percent, one percent, he's a beginner. So the reason I'm sharing this is because as a business owner, as a salesperson, if you don't sit down to run through your numbers, your KPIs individually and then collectively as a team and understand your progression week by week, month by month, you're fucking never going to make any money. Okay? So... Let's now talk about, let's take everything we just learned and let's now apply it to a timetable. So how much time, based on your conversion rate, would it take you to close a deal? Okay, so we have an example. Based on generating anywhere between 20 to 80 interested people a month for one rep, right? You're going to probably, it'll take you for a half a percent, which is the low end, you stink, you're you're just beginning. It's going to take you at least five to 10 months to close your first deal. Okay. Five to 10 months. If you just started, if you're progressing along the chart and you get to becoming a superstar, it can take you less than a week to two weeks to close a deal. 
And when I mean close a deal, I mean you got on the phone, you spoke to the guy, you negotiated within one call, you sent them a contract, within two days, they signed the contract, you went under contract, and you either bought it, sold it, whatever you did, you did it in no time because you're a fucking born closer. But the reality is, it's not that you're born, you've been trained. You became an expert over the course of time because you've exercised that muscle, that sales, a learning vessel, your mouth, your mind, the strategies, okay? This is an invaluable chart that a lot of you guys don't notice, okay? Because you don't sit down to do the, the math. And that's what today is. If you want to make a million dollars as a goal in real estate, you need to know these metrics. How many leads, how many property owners, how many buyers, how many tenants, whatever you want to call it, how many of these do I need to talk to in order to get to my million? That's what this math does. So again, to summarize, you take your type of property. You have to decide on a property. You have to decide on a market. You got to go after Miami, Los Angeles, Arkansas, Buttfucksville. Pick a market. Pick a property type. Laser focus your fucking ass on that property type in that area. Hyper. Then pick a deal value. Say, what's my strategy? Am I like Mike? I want to do four deals a year and chill to get my million. Or I might be like Bob. Bob's a grinder, wants to do 40 deals a year, 50 deals a year to get to his, his uh, a million, okay? Because he likes the fact that he can pop 5,000, 10,000, 5,000, 10,000 really, really easily and quickly, okay? For me, my psychology is make the most amount of money in the shortest span of time with the least amount of mindfuck. And large volume of transactions isn't fun unless it's an e-commerce business and it's happening somewhere I don't see it, okay? When you're in the service business, you really, your measurement is that day, that time, that everyone's equal, okay? If I'm talking to 10 people, I have 10 deals going on in a week, it's overwhelming. If I get to talk to one person a quarter, in theory, and close four deals a year, that's easy. If I have to talk to this person every week, and I'm running and I'm chasing, it's a lot of work. So. Not to say that it's not a strategy and it doesn't work. You can go after smaller deals, not to discourage you guys. I know a lot of guys out there making good money doing smaller deals and more quantity, but that's not something I would do. So let's talk about a case study, an example, all right? To take all these numbers and these factors into, uh, into uh, an example to show you guys how you guys should assess this. So first you need to decide how many people are involved in this mission to that million dollars, to that number, right? That, that end goal, 5 million, 10 million, 100 million dollars. You need to understand what's realistically possible and the amount of time it would take. Now, in this chart, you see a great comparison. It compares one person to a team of 10 people. So, and obviously you can scale up to as much as you want, but it's 10 times the amount of people, which means 10 times the amount of work. If assuming your average profit is $25,000 a pop, right? I think 25,000 makes it, your, your, your property value, if you're trying to transact on it, is $500,000, right? That's bullshit. A half a million dollar building is probably on the lowest end of lowest ends in commercial real estate. 
Maybe in resi, it's like somewhere in between, but commercial real estate, that's fucking low. At 5% commission or margin, you'd make $25,000 a deal. So you'd need 40 of those deals to make your million bucks, okay? So now you know, you need 40 deals, you're gonna make an average of 25,000, and I'm one guy. How long would it take me? Now that question is associated to what? Your conversion rate. How quickly you're gonna close and see that money depends on your skill set. If you're an amateur, it's gonna take you a fucking long time to get to a million bucks. So level up, bitches. Educate yourself, study. Stick yourself near a mentor. Take a fucking course, read books, engage, try shit. Increase your level of learning and that way you're gonna generate a higher conversion rate for yourself. Okay, same thing goes if you have a team. Don't think because you're a business owner you're not obligated to the same shit I just said. If you got 10 people working for you, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So you got to man up or woman up and educate your staff and your team and help them grow. Otherwise, your business is going to suffer and you're never going to get to your objectives, at least not in a timely fashion. Now, the name of the game in real estate is called survive in order to thrive. If you have to wait in this example, right? The person has a 2% conversion rate. Okay. One person would take four to eight years to make a million bucks. Okay. So the quickest you'd make a quarter million dollars a year, which by the way, isn't bad. One person making a quarter million after four years, they'd make a million dollars at a 2% conversion rate with $25,000 average deal value and 40 deals a, a, a year. Now, Sorry, 40 uh, deals over the course of four years, which means that you would have to pretty much close one deal a month for the next four years to get to your million dollars. In comparison, if you had a team of 10 people, it would take you five to 10 months. Big difference. The lesson you learn here is that investing in a team will allow you to get to your goals faster. If you want to get to a million dollars, if you want to get to two, five, ten, the reality is a team will help you get there. So the emphasis is depending on what your goal is, how, what your skill set is, you're only as good as your team. Next example illustrates a higher conversion rate ratio. So assuming you've been doing business a while now, you, your team, your staff is more acquainted with or familiar with the deal flow. They're at a 7% conversion ratio. Again, same $25,000 pop every deal, 40 deals. Okay. Now you shrink your time from eight, uh, at least eight months. If you're one person from four years, it dropped down to eight months. Big difference because your skill set got better. You're smarter, you're faster, you're, you're, you're more in tune and experienced with what you're saying. And on the high end, it would take you three and a half years. So even at the highest end would be the lowest end of the last uh, conversion. So if you had 2% conversion ratio, one person, 2% conversion ratio, it would have taken you four to eight years. In this example, at 7%, one person would take less than a year to up to four years. Now we multiply that, a team of 10. You got 10 fighters with you. 
It takes one to five months to get to your goal. So in less than half a year, you'd make your million bucks. But you need a team of skilled personnel. So the obstacle becomes, the first obstacle would become, okay, I want 10 people, but you need 10 qualified people. That means you have to invest effort, energy, we're gonna talk about it, in your staff, in your team, in their education, in their systems, in the marketing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and that sometimes takes time. But once you have that foundation, boy, oh boy, will you grow. Case number three, study number three, here's another example to expand your horizon. This is, by the way, something you guys should all be doing. Watch this video, it's gonna be posted on YouTube, it explains the breakdown, watch it again and then apply it for yourself. So in this example, we raised the deal value to $50,000. Now you're transacting on $1 million worth of real estate, earning 5% margin, commission, whatever you wanna call it, you're making 50 grand a pop. Now you don't need 40 deals, you only need 20, half the rate. And let's assume you're not really shitty, you're not really great, you're kind of average, you're at a 4% conversion rate. Your team is, you are. What does that do in, as far as time? If you are a group, if you're one person, it would take you one, about one to two years to get to that million dollars. So you'd be making at least half a million a year and up to a million dollars a year depending on um, that conversion rate. If you don't invest in scaling your business, whether that business is a sole proprietorship, which is yourself, your own ass, working for your own ass, or a team of people, if you don't do it, if you don't invest in marketing, you don't spend money, you're a cheap fuck, you don't invest in systems, you don't invest in education, you're going to shrink, cribble, and end up dying. You're gonna get pushed out of the marketplace because your competitors, the ones that are thriving, not surviving, but thriving, they're putting in the time, effort, resources, and energy in those things. So it's really important that you never stop. Even if you get to a million dollars, whatever your objective was, you never stop investing in yourself and in your business. So scaling basically means your business is on a growth path. No matter how hard you work though, you are always gonna be limited to your time. So remember that. Okay? If you want to get, you have big aspirations, you want to go more than a million, you want to get to two million, five million, whatever the number is, a hundred million, a billion dollars, you will never get there on your own. You need to recognize that you got to invest in a team. Scaling your business allows you to operate beyond your personal limit. Okay? So for you OCD motherfuckers out there that are psycho, that are always on top of the people around you, you're never gonna make any money, serious money. You might make a million bucks, I'll give you that. You might make a million bucks, which by the way, you're already up the two percentile of this country, one percentile of this country, so I'm not crying for you. But if you really want to uh, grow beyond that, if you're in it for the sport, because you're passionate about business, real estate, then you're never gonna be able to scale, right? If you have uh, 20 units, 50 units, maybe even 100 units, maybe even a few hundred units, in multifamily property, I commend you, I, I bow down to you, I think you're amazing. But you're never gonna get to 1,000 or 3,000 unless you let go of the reins and you invest in a team and you spend that capital and that time in infrastructure, in systems, in marketing 
and attracting a culture and an environment to allow these people to grow with you. Now that doesn't mean you have to bring a million people to come work for you in your office. We're going to talk about that. So the good thing though, if you do choose to do that, and there's a lot of people out there that like to bring people in-house that work for you on salary, um, it's great. You can delegate work 24 hours a day. They're full-time, they're in-house. You can build an amazing culture, right? I know several guys out there, gals, that have done amazing things with uh, smaller groups and uh, bigger companies too, right? Like Google, for example, is a great example. If you ever walked into a Google campus, it's full of life and energy. They really invest in their employees, um, and that's a really great example. Um, there's smaller companies that do it really well um, that don't have a physical footprint with everyone working in it. A company called Basecamp is a great example. I think they're like 50, 60, 70 people in their staff. Everyone works from a freaking different country and they do really well and they have a culture built, but it's cloud-based. So it doesn't matter if you have a physical footprint or not, you can still build a culture ideology if you have systems and everyone knows their role and it works like clockwork. So collaborating is very important. Um, the fact that you get in an in-house office, you get different viewpoints, okay? People sitting here, hey John, what do you think of this? It helps, it's great, it's useful. It also could be a negative. So the negatives of hiring people and keeping them on payroll, for example, is you got a fucking payroll, right? So that every month, whether they're working, not working, they show up, not showing up, you gotta cough up that two, four, five, ten thousand dollar wage. It just keeps hitting. So your fixed expense, your overhead, which is your office and your whatever fees, everything associated, it keeps coming back. It's like a haunted house that you can't get rid of. Okay? But make sure uh, you're able to find the right people because that's a huge challenge and it's also a disadvantage. You gotta spend a ton of time running through human resource ads to try to find quality people that you want to integrate into your team. And that's a big uh, disadvantage because it takes away from your time. Instead of you as a business owner, instead of as a salesperson, whatever you are, investing in making more money, you have to now take the time to invest in trying to find the staff to help you get there. Now, I'm not gonna get into that argument, but if you've ever tried hiring people, and I know a lot of salespeople and business owners that have tried to do it on their own, and I can tell you, and I've done it when I was younger even, it sucks ass because most people, especially if you want to bring them into sales that are commission-based, they're never going to last and they're going to burn a ton of your resources. One of the reasons I created MTIPU University was for me to be able to filter through all of the people that are not sincere, that are disingenuine, and gut, get straight to the people that are real and that actually want to invest in their future. The reason I'm charging a fee for the university isn't because I want to pocket money. It's because if someone's not willing to invest a few hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars in this career, in this business, then odds are they're not going to survive in the business, yet alone survive underneath my roof or our company. So, uh, and this is kind of a trial and error thing that I'm actually learning. And I'm seeing that your best bet is and these are called strategy, is really trying to do a hybrid. If you find someone that's credible, that's worthy of your time, 
worthy of your resources, willing to invest in themselves, and they've shown it, then I would say, hire them, bring them on, great. But most people that you talk to, don't give them the time of day. Do not waste your time trying to filter through people. If you build systems, they will help you do that for you. Or you can always hire a human resource company and help you with that. So another issue with that is after you hire people, another disadvantage is you gotta train them, okay? If you gotta train them in your particular methodology, your systems, your applications, your strategy. Again, that's why I made MTIPU. It just cuts through the red tape. It's done a huge thing for me, right? It teaches people, that's why I record these sessions. Everybody on my team, whether they work in-house or I outsource them that are in this field of commercial real estate, they just watch all this shit methodically in a curriculum-based format and they get educated. And if they don't invest the time in learning while I stand here burning my fucking throat for you, then fuck you. You don't deserve to be in our company. You don't deserve my time or my resources. I will bend over backwards for anyone, anyone that's willing to give of themselves like I am to give to you. So the last disadvantage is management and leadership. If you want to build an in-house team, get them on payroll, hire them and train them, you have to be able to manage and lead them and nurture them to a growth path. If you're not one of those people, right, you like to work solo, you're kind of fucked. So your only other option is to hire the right talent. You need a partner. You need a VP of sales. You need someone, affiliate, someone to help you nurture that sales team. Or you can just outsource your business, which we're going to talk about in a second. So um, outsourcing, something I love, right? I'm going to talk about this quickly because we're running out of time. Outsourcing means you have no commitment. The second someone, you need something, I, I need a photographer. Yeah, is it great if I had a photographer on staff sitting here all day? Sure. But the reality is, I don't need him every day. I need him twice a week. I don't want to hire someone part-time. And I don't want to micromanage anybody. I fucking hate micromanaging people. I know most business owners hate it too. But at the same token, they're control freaks and they're not okay with getting uh, half-assed overrated work. Sometimes that's gonna happen when you outsource. Odd truth is, even if you hire someone and you train them, they might even produce late work, half-assed work anyway. So really, you're kind of rushing and letting it. So I love the fact that there's no commitment. It doesn't become a part of my fixed monthly expense. I use people as I need them, okay? And they're usually, because they do so many different types, they're, they're, they're uh, What's the word? They're uh, diversified in so many different types of businesses with so many different offices. They usually have a better mindset because they, they've been exposed to more of the element out there, to the marketplace. So they, the value they bring in to your business is probably better than them just coming to their cubicle every day and just doing your work for you the way you want it. All right, so you get a different point of view. Um, so no overhead and no micromanagement. The disadvantage is you're going to get charged a premium, right? People that work a la carte, self-contractors, you're going to pay 20%, 30% more, maybe even more than that, but um, you're not going to have a fixed expense. The trouble also is just like you're going to have trouble finding them to recruit them in-house, you're probably going to have the same trouble finding the right contractors when you outsource them. I will give you two very, very, very good uh, platforms, Fiverr and Upwork. 
have worked amazing for me. I found a tremendous amount of credible sources, um, which these two platforms help uh, negotiate an escrow for you in between that you can leverage for your business. Check them out, those two, if you haven't heard of them. The, also, the issue is uh, sometimes they can be unreliable in the fact that they're late with their work uh, because they have their own schedules and they have other clients. Um, so that's a risk, but it's trial and error, just like the day I hire someone. Someone, always, someone asked me a while ago, what do you do in interviews when someone's coming to work for you, Mike? I say, listen, I just say you're hired, sit right there, start dialing. You're hired, sit right there, start doing whatever it is you're supposed to do. I immediately hire people because the truth is a resume, their sweet looking face, I don't care where the fuck they're from. I don't care what their age is. I don't care what their gender is. I don't care what their political or religious beliefs are. All I care about is, can you do the shit that I'm about to ask you to do or not? And you can't know until you put them to work. So the reality is, an interview is the biggest fucking waste of time in my experience. Now, there are people out there that would beg to defer. They say, well, Mike, if you uh, do a background check and you run an application and you do all these different things before, you'll get better quality applicants. Probably. But I'm a fucking business person, man. I don't have time for this. I'm a small business operator. I got to run. I got to roll with the punches, man. I'm not here. I'm not corporate America. I'm not trying to sit here with my five staff members and my human resource team to figure out to make all this. I'm here to execute. Doers are the ones that get ahead in life, right? So my best advice to you is hire every fucking buddy. I would have group sessions to interview people. Fuck, I'm about to hire people this year, this quarter. I'm going to do a mass recruiting and I'm not going to hire people on a one-to-one -one basis. Hi, what's your name? I'm going to say, whoever wants to come show up at this time, you show up, you get hired, period. You have a guaranteed job with me if I start hiring. And the only person that can fire you is your own fucking ass from showing up late, not doing what you're supposed to do, talking back or causing trouble, okay? Or getting me sued. Then you're fucking fired. But outside of that, you're hired. So another thing I want to talk about and we'll wrap up is automation, right? I say this a lot. I, I repeat this. I love, love the idea of automation, systems, the fact that it's duplicatable, the fact that you can scale it and grow it overnight. Not using human beings for a specific role is the difference to you growing really, really quickly. If I can find a task that I know is repetitive, that I know I can replace Jessica with, I'm sorry, Jessica, I love you. Bye, you're gone. Human is going to get replaced by a machine any day of the week with me. It's not because I'm insensitive to the fact that I want, I would take Jessica and I'd put her in a different role that I couldn't automate, right? I do take care of our people. But the point is, that's the, that little trigger there, if you can find that in your business where you can automate processes, that will really help you grow and scale your business, okay? So in the, in the long run, it's going to be much cheaper and much more effective for your business once you build automation and systems. But it takes a long time and it takes a lot of money to build that infrastructure. But I guarantee you guys, and it's hard to see in the beginning, when you invest your time, your capital into systems, into infrastructure, like I fucking did this last 2019, 2018 and 19, I put a lot of capital, resources and time in building a brand, in building systems for the very people I intend to recruit, hire, train, and see them flourish and grow 
for the company, for everyone involved, okay? It's hard, but I see the light at the end of the tunnel because this is not my fucking first rodeo. For those of you guys who are out there that are scared, that are starting out, you made some money, you're contemplating, don't be scared. My advice to you is double down. You know your business well. You will now understand, I gave you guys some great insight today about sales and sales funnels and conversion rates in real estate. You guys saw the numbers. If you go back in the video today, you'll see the clip, how many prospects, how many properties you really have to go and touch to try to get an X amount of number of leads to then convert. It's a process. It's a grind. But the payout's worth it. That's why we're in it. So, how can you guys work with me in our company? Let's jump to that because we're almost done for the time for the day. MTIP University is your first stop, okay? This is a platform designed for anyone, no matter what your skill set level is, to get into real estate, in particular, into commercial real estate. If you want to come and work with me, I will not talk to you until you execute on MTIPU. And the reason is because it's over 20 hours of me drilling you in a very systematic and specific curriculum on what it is that we do, what real estate is, how we go about executing and making our money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's the standing points, the start. So I highly recommend that you guys head to mtipu.com. Okay, if you're getting my advertising, I hope it's working. If you're not, you're gonna be getting it, all right? As an incentive, I wanna throw this out there. I said this at the end of uh, the year as a promotion, and we're gonna extend it in 2020 for now, first quarter, you can get $1,200 off of your initiation, your membership. It's a, I think it's a $1,500 one-time payment to enroll into MTIPU, okay? I'm dropping the rate. I'm doing to show you guys, I don't really give a shit about taking your money. What I do care about is to get you guys in, committed, and invested. So it's 300 bucks, guys. You can join MTIPU, get 20 plus hours of fuck you footage that explains everything you need to know as a starting point that will get you engaged with our company, that you can start a career in real estate for 300 bucks. Just use this promo code at checkout. It's called unheard of because it's an unheard of deal. All right, 300 bucks, take advantage of it. I'm Mike Maccabi. I'll see you guys next week. Have an amazing, amazing weekend. Thank you for watching. I really hope my wick-wack generated some, something in that brain of yours and you guys will execute and get into this business. Good luck on your trip to making a million dollars. See you next week.